church, you're in the end times. And God does not desire any of us to be destroyed. It's not by chance that we are here today. God wants to speak to every single one of us. He wants us to hear his still small voice. Sometimes we get so busy with all the things that are going on in this world that we don't have a chance to hear God's voice. Well, I give honor today to all the leaders in Christ-centered church. Give honor to Pastor Wayne and his family. It's a great honor and a great privilege to be with you today. It's a great honor to speak to you from the Word of God today. Amen? I have some stuff to give away today, so I want you to listen carefully. and I mean, pay attention so you don't miss any of these things that I have to give away. Amen? Amen. You know what? You all may be seated. Just be seated. This message today is about the most important aspect of the life of every believer. You know, this is something that many people miss today. And if we are not careful, we end up seeing the rapture and many of us get you know, left behind because of it. I saw a movie once where the, the, the pastor got left behind. So I'm praying that I stay within the, 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 the range, within the, 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 the corridors that God has called me to so that I don't get left behind. We can't allow that to happen to us. I want you to listen carefully to what the Bible says and search the scriptures for yourself to see if these things are true. Now, first of all, in America, pleading the Fifth Amendment, the right not to incriminate oneself, the right to remain silent, is often the last resort of the guilty. But God, but God, he has a better plan. God has a better plan for every single one of us. The plan that God has is in the power of the blood of Jesus. Scripture tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 and chapter 6 and verse 23. Every single one of us fall short. Every single one of us fell short. You know, when God created man and when God made everything upon this earth, I mean, it was all beautiful. It was all good. He said everything was good. But we all fell short of the glory of God. We missed the mark. Therefore, God had to do something to make sure that we come back to that place. God made a way for us to be born again, and we are not supposed to sin. But if we do sin, we have an advocate with God, according to First uh, John chapter 2 and verse 1. We have a propitiation, meaning a sacrifice of atonement, according to uh, verse, verse 2 of 1 John chapter 2. God does not justify sin. But he justifies the sinner. He did not ignore sin, but he took, he, he took sin so seriously that he paid the price for our sins. So to receive his forgiveness, we must confess our sins, according to 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9. 
We must repent of our sins and be baptized in the only name given under heaven among men, whereby we must be saved. According to Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. And that name is Jesus. The only name that we can be saved by is the name Jesus. When we feel condemnation or guilt, we must plead the blood of Jesus. When Satan attacks, we must plead the blood of Jesus. When we feel pain in our bodies, when we feel like we are not going to make it, we must plead the blood of Jesus. These words are not a magic, um, magical formula, but they, they mean I am trusting in the sacrifice of Jesus. On the basis of the blood that he shed for me, I'm calling on Jesus to help me. This is what I'm doing. He shed his blood so that we can have life. He shed his blood so that we can have health. He shed his blood so that we can be victorious over the enemy. When the angel, the dead angel, see the blood, what did he have to do? He just have to pass over. When we plead the blood of Jesus, we have power. We are executing the power. That God has given to us. Now, all that I just said was absolutely free. There's no charge for that. It's all free. It's all free. The atonement is a scarlet cord running through every page in the entire Bible. Cut the Bible anyway and it bleeds. One out of every 44 verses in the New Testament speaks of the atonement and the death of Christ. It is mentioned 175 times in the Bible. The importance of the atonement may be seen by the fact that, number one, Moses and Elijah were interested in the death of Christ. You find that in Luke chapter 9, verse 36. Number two, the Old Testament prophets Search deeply into this great subject. You find that in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 10 to 11. Number three, the theme of the song in heaven is that of Christ's death. You find that in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 8 to 12. The title of my message for today is The Atoning Blood of Jesus. The songwriter says, the blood that Jesus shed for me way, way back in Calvary. It reaches to the highest mountain. And it flows to the lowest valley. The blood that give me strength from day to day. It will never, never lose its power. The blood of Jesus will never lose its power. This blood is for us today. Amen? <clears throat> Some people claim that the Old Testament, and I'm glad you mentioned that today, brother. We have to go back to the whole ways. We have to look back at the whole path. We have to find that old path and walk into it. Some people claim that the Old Testament is outdated, so they only read the New Testament. We must remember that the Old Testament is our schoolmaster. The Old Testament teaches us 
all the things that we see happening today. We learn from the Old Testament about all the things that's happening in our life today. Second Timothy 3 and verse 16 to 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be what? Perfect. You see, we drifted away from this perfection. And now God wants to bring us back to this perfect state. So he has given us his word to help us along the way. To guide us. His word is given to us as a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. He wants to bring us back to perfection. But we have to dig into the word of God. So that we can be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God wants us to do great works. Good works. The greatest work that he has given to us is the ministry of reconciliation. But if we don't know the word of God, we can't reconcile anybody else to him. We have to search the scriptures. We have to learn. Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 2 says, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Our God is holy. He's holy in nature, which means he's righteous in character and conduct. In order to maintain fellowship with God, it is necessary to be holy. We can't have fellowship with God if we are not holy. We have to live, we have to live holy lives in this world if we want to have a relationship with God. If we want to be drawn to the Lord. He's not going to draw you when you're out there doing what you want to do. He will draw you if you repent. He will draw you if you have a desire to serve him. But if you want to do what you want to do, I mean, every single one of us, us have a choice. We have to make a choice who we're going to serve. We have to make a choice how we're going to live in this world. God loves every one of us. Man's sin has broken that fellowship and created a great gulf between God and man. The atonement is a bridge that spans that gulf. The atonement, the blood of Jesus, is what spans that gulf. The atonement restores fellowship with God. In the beginning, when Adam and Eve sinned, God made a blood sacrifice for them because he knew that fig leaves could not cover their sins. This was the first blood sacrifice that was ever made. The first blood sacrifice was made right there in the Garden of Eden. Abel offered a blood sacrifice unto God and the Lord had respect unto Abel's offering. According to Genesis chapter 17, verse 9 to 14, circumcision, which was a blood sacrifice, was a sign declaring that the person was in covenant with God. Although this was the purpose of the outward flesh, circumcision in the Old Testament was, I mean, something... To, to tell us about what was coming down the line. Jesus came and made another sacrifice for us. Jesus came and made a sacrifice of himself. He offered his blood. His atoning blood for us. Which is a better sacrifice than that which was made in the Old Testament. This new covenant is based on placing faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins 
and to be born again. When we place faith in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible teaches us that we are circumcised on the inside. We are circumcised in the heart. The whole spiritual art has been taken away and a new one placed within us. The Old Testament outward circumcision was symbolic of what was to come. I read in Second um, Chronicles chapter 23 and verse 19 that part of the gatekeeper's job description at the house of God was to make sure that no unclean person entered the house of God. Well, that also was free. You can dissect that for yourself and see what it really means. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 to 12 says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of God, out the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and power, in whom ye also are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off of the body of the sin of flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, what raised him from the dead. Now in Genesis chapter 22, uh, 22, we read that Abraham was about to offer his son as a blood sacrifice. You know the story. When Abraham was ready to do that, God said, oh man, you are a man of faith. Stop. And God made a way so that Abraham did not have to offer his son. Now, his son, Abraham's son, was an example of what was to come. In Exodus chapter 12, and verse 21 to 28, we read about the blood of lambs being applied to the lintel and two side posts of the houses of the children of Israel to protect them from the last plague that would allow the children of Israel to be free and the Egyptians to know the true and living God. So, if you're following the line coming down through the Bible, you'll see the importance of the blood. Again, I say, if you cut the Bible anywhere, you'll see it bleed. Because the blood is running from Genesis way down to Revelation. In Genesis chapter 9, verse 3 to 4, God says, Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as a green herb, have I given you all things, but flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. The whole of the New Testament, the whole Testament, every book, points toward the great sacrifice that was to come, that of the Lord Jesus Christ, his sacrificial giving of his own life on our behalf. Leviticus chapter 17 is the Old Testament's central statement about the significance of the blood in the sacrificial system. God speaking to Moses in Leviticus chapter 17 verse 10 to 11 says, And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel or of the strangers that sojourn among you that eateth any manner of blood, I will even set my face against that soul that eateth blood, and will cut him off from among his people. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, 
and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your soul. For it is the blood that make an atonement for the soul. There was a time when I used to walk around with a little card in my pocket saying that if I should get into an accident, they'll take this card and they'll know what they're supposed to do to me. They're not supposed to give me blood. On the card it says, use um, coconut water. (laughs) Yep. That's what it says. And surprisingly, surprisingly, that coconut water, it has a lot of power into it. But guess where that came from? Well, I was living in darkness. And they handed me this card. They said, if you get into an accident, this card will protect you. And I walked around with this card for many years. During that time, I was leading, the scripture says, silly women captive. I was going into houses, leading people into darkness. I was stuck into a dispensation that, I mean, it wasn't going to last. It was just for a period of time. You know who these people are. A sacrifice, sorry. A sacrifice is defined as an offering or offering up of something precious for a cause or a reason. Making atonement is satisfying someone or something for an offense committed. The Leviticus verse can be read more clearly now. God said, I have given it to you, the creature's life which is in its blood, to make atonement for yourselves, covering or the covering of the offense you have committed against me. In other words, those who are covered by the blood sacrifice are set free from the consequences of sin. The children of Israel, they had to have this blood over their doorposts before they could leave out of bondage. They, they had to be covered under that blood so that their children, their firstborn, would not die. When the death angel passed over, you would just pass over them. You, you would not touch that house. You would not touch anyone in that house. We today have to be covered by the blood if we are going to escape the wrath that is to come upon us. When we are covered by the blood, the devil will see us and he has to just leave us. When you are covered by the blood, Nothing can happen to you unless the Lord allows it to happen. Amen? Many people today still do not have a clue as to how to be covered under the blood. The Israelites did not know that Jesus would die on, how Jesus would die on their behalf. But they knew that God would be sending them a Savior. All of the many, many blood sacrifices are seen throughout the Old Testament were foreshadowing the one or the once and for all times sacrifice to come so that the Israelites would never forget that without the blood there is no forgiveness. The shedding of blood is a substitutionary act. This is what was substituted. God used the blood 
to cover his people. All through the Bible you can see that. Hebrews chapter 9, 11 to 18 confirms that the symbolism of blood as life and applies um, Leviticus, Leviticus 17 verse 11 to the sacrifices of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 12 states clearly that the Old Testament blood sacrifices were temporary and only atoned for sin partially and for a short time. Therefore, there was a need or there was a need to repeat this sacrifice yearly. They had to do this yearly. Every year they had to go over and over doing this sacrifice. <clears throat> but when Christ entered the most holy, he did so once and for all time. His blood was offered once and for all time. So there was no need, there's no necessity for this to happen again. This this is why um, Jesus this is what Jesus meant when he said when he was dying on the cross. It is finished. It is finished. His blood was shed for us. And it was finished. Never again would the blood of bulls and goats uh, cleanse man from their sins. Only by accepting Jesus' blood that was shed for us on the cross for the remission of sins can we stand before God covered in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 tells us about that. The big question is, how does one get covered by the blood of Jesus? Acts chapter 2 verse 38 to 39 is not a suggestion. It is a command given to every single one of us. It is a command given to us to repent of our sins. Be baptized in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then you are raised up to walk in newness of life. It is not a suggestion. Many people look at these things and say, well, okay, this was just something that somebody wrote, some men wrote. All scriptures were, written, were inspired by God. God spoke to men and they wrote these scriptures. Wherever they came from, there was no confusion when they came together. God spoke and men wrote. In Romans chapter 6, verse 3 to 11, Paul says, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as of Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is free from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, died no more death, died no more, death had no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hence we get the saying, if you are born once, you will die twice. If you are born twice, you can only die once. When you are born twice, 
You have now passed from death to life. We are in a place right now, those who are born again of the water and the spirit, we have already passed from death. Death has no power over us anymore. This is a great place to be. This is one of the greatest places to be right now. It is only when we repent of our sins and we are immersed or buried in that watery grave that we can be covered by the blood of Jesus and have our sins remitted or washed away that we can escape the second death. Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 9 verse 19 to 22 says, for, for when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and isop and sprinkled both the book and all the people saying, this is the blood of the atonement, or this is the blood of the testament which God had enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood is no remission. Now, I want you to pay attention right now. I don't have much time left, so pay attention. Or you might miss this. Do you remember what happened to the Lord Jesus Christ when he was crucified? The soldiers did not break his leg like they did to the others. They did not break his leg. John chapter 19 verse 33 to 37 says, But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. And he who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true. This is from the New King James Version. And he knows that he is telling the truth, so that you may believe. For these things were done, that the scripture should be, should be fulfilled, not one of his bones shall be broken. And again, another scripture says, they shall look on him whom they pierce. I mean, this must have been important for God to have it written for us to understand it today. John chapter 5 and verse 8 says, There are three that bear witness in the earth. The spirit and the water and the blood. And these three are one. Remember the blood of Abel that God says cries out to him from the ground? In Genesis chapter 4 and verse 10. Just as God had put a mark on Cain to protect him, we need a mark, or we need a mark of the blood of Jesus Christ to protect us. Hebrews chapter 12, 23 to 26 says, To the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirit of just men made perfect, and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. The blood of Jesus Christ speaks much better than the blood of Abel. The blood of Jesus Christ is calling out to the whole world today to be covered. God has made a way for every single one of us to be covered. In John chapter 5 verse 39 to 40, Jesus says, 
Search the scriptures, for in them ye think of eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. And ye will not come to me, is what verse 4 says, that ye might have life. Why is that? Why is, that, is it that people won't come to him, that they may have life? John chapter 3, verse 19 21 says, Jesus says, This is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil, ateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that, he that doeth truth, cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. So, wherever you get baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, doesn't matter where in the world you are, and you get baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're covered in his blood. How could that be? The blood of Jesus that was shed for us is in every pool, every stream that you can think of throughout the whole universe. And this is how you get covered under the blood of Jesus. In the Old Testament, they had to put the blood over the doorpost. Now we are covered in the blood of Jesus through baptism in his name. When you are buried in that watery grave, his blood is in that water. And you get covered by it. <clears throat> First Peter chapter 1 verse 18-21 says, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead, and gave him glory, that your faith and hope may be in God. Now, verse 18 to 21 of First Peter gives a strong motive for holy and dedicated living. It is the price that Jesus paid on the cross for every single one of us. Before we were saved, our lives were empty and meaningless. It was vain. But now, we are full and happy through the Lord Jesus Christ. Our salvation was not purchased with silver, gold, or precious stones. It took the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the spotless Lamb of God, to save us. The songwriter says, What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So precious is that flow. That makes me white as snow, no water found I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 24 to 26 we read about the last supper, which is the final meal Jesus shared with his apostles in Jerusalem before his crucifixion to commemorate the most important event of his life here on earth. This is a command given to us to proclaim the Lord's death till he come. The children of Israel 
had all these blood sacrificed so, so that they would remember. They would never forget that without the blood, there's no forgiveness. We have the last supper to remind us. Is that was planned by God ages before we were ever born. Yet God in his grace include us in that plan. How grateful we should be and what better way is there for us to show our gratitude than to surrender our all to the Lord Jesus Christ. In closing, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17 to 20, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, what reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we, might be, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Now the Apostle Paul does not say God was reconciled to man, but that God did something in order to reconcile man to himself. It remains for the evangelists pastors, all the preachers to proclaim it and the individual to receive it. Christ's death has made the reconciliation of all mankind possible. Each individual must make it actual. We must make a choice. We are in the time right now. Let's all stand together. We are in the last days right now. And we have to make a choice. Now is the accepted time. If there is anyone here today who have never been covered under the blood, you have the opportunity now. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow is promised to no man. If you heard his word today, and you believe the word of God today, you have the opportunity now. Just a few clicks down the road, you can get baptized in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And be covered under his, under his blood. So that the dead angel, when he comes, he has to just turn away from you. The scripture tells us that the devil goeth about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But guess what? When he comes to you and see the blood, he has to just turn away. He has no power over you. Amen? Our God is an awesome God. Our God is great and he's greatly to, to be praised. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died upon the cross, and I know it was the blood for me. I know it was the blood, I know it was the blood, I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died upon the cross, and I know it was the blood for me. Sister Jackson, give me the second verse. <laughs> okay, Brother Wayne. Close out for us. Pierced him in his side. They pierced him in his side. They pierced him in his side for me. One day when I was lost, Jesus died upon that cross.
and I know it was. Come on now, Sister Jackson. Now you go. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood that washes white as snow. Hallelujah. How you doing this morning, Jeanette? Good to see you. Always good to see Jeanette. Man, God is good. Jeanette never used to go to church. She just works. She can work, man. That's a working woman. You all hear me? She work, She. You would think she's Jamaican. She works so many jobs. I love Jeanette. Appreciate her. Amen. Well, church, thank you for being here this morning. It's our time, and um, we appreciate you. Thank God for the man of God delivering his word. All scriptures. And so he gave you the word of God, not his word, but he gave you the word of God. And he said it was for free. You didn't have to pay for it. So take that word, apply it to your life and live it out. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning for your word, for the gathering of the church this morning, this group, this portion of your church. We're grateful that we could have gathered together as this, Lord God. And now, Lord, as we depart from this place, but never from your presence and never disconnected from your word, we ask that you will continue to guide us and lead us. Lord, let the spirit of the Lord have preeminence in our lives. Bless us today as we go our separate ways of dwelling. Bless our families and friends, Lord. Let your will be done, if you will. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everyone say amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great and wonderful day. We love you. In Jesus' name.